0: Our praise amen praise God. Hey if you're going to come to the uh, to the 101 class next week to either become a member of the church or be baptized in water or both I'd like you to pick up one of these little booklets all right it looks just like this it's our statements of faith you're going to find it in the church office so after the service go in the church office pick up this. And um, see if you can read it before next week. It's very, very short, as you can see. And I hope some of you will come. Um, If you've never been baptized by immersion, then this will lead to that. And if you've already been baptized, but you haven't become a member of our church, you don't need to be baptized again. But come to this class because uh, you need to know something about our church if, uh, if you want to become a member. All right. So I look forward to it in between services next week. So about... Um, ten fifteen or so is when this, the class will start. It will be held upstairs. Now, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit for a couple of months. And I think it's important because the, the Holy Spirit is the person of God that is least understood. When it comes to God the Father, we, we understand God the Father because we understand what a father is. We all have a father. So we we can understand God the Father. The member of God that I think is really the easiest for understand is God the Son. Because he took on human flesh so that we could identify with him. So that he could die on the cross for our sins. So that he could set the example for how we should live. So God the Son, I think, is the most... Easiest for us to understand, but he said before he ascended back to heaven, I will send the Holy Spirit and that's what he did. The Holy Spirit has always been in the world, but he's in the world now with, with uh, a, a, a new thing to do to be the dominant member of God and to empower us to do the work of Jesus, to carry on the work that Jesus did. Now, uh, the Holy Spirit is, is I think, the hardest to understand because we know what a father is. We know what a son is. What is a Holy Spirit? Right? I mean, you don't use that in everyday language, right? You know, uh, what is the Holy Spirit? To me, I, I find the best explanation is to explain what an evil spirit is. We tend to know more about evil spirits than the Holy Spirit. What is an evil spirit? Well, an evil spirit does not have a body like we do. But you know that the essence of us is spirit, right? You know that. The essence of God is spirit. Jesus said those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Because God is spirit. And the essence of us is spirit. But we we have this body so that we can live on this planet one day we won't need this body because we'll have a glorified body that's going to be different from this body it's like the body of Jesus that go could go from here to heaven you know quickly that could go through walls I mean it never gets sick never dies what a day that's going to be well the Holy Spirit does not have a body like us he's just spirit and therefore he can be Anywhere he can be in us. The Bible says our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When we make Jesus our Savior and Lord, the Holy Spirit moves into us. Now, where does he move into? Your your ear? Uh, no. Your spirit. Your spirit. Our body is the outward temple. But he lives within us in our spirit. Now, what do evil spirits do? Evil spirits... They want to deceive you. They want to deceive you. And evil spirits want to indwell you if they can. We call that, you know, being being filled with the the and evil spirits. Um, and what the Holy Spirit wants to do is the Holy Spirit wants to influence you, but with a holy purpose. The Holy Spirit wants to indwell you and empower you. So can you. Can you see the things that they're trying to do? But an evil spirit with an evil. And with an evil um, process in mind. But with the Holy Spirit, his outlook is completely holy. But both are spirits. You don't see evil spirits. You don't see the Holy Spirit. But you see what they do and what they accomplish. Well, what I want to talk to you today about the Holy Spirit is spiritual gifts. I've entitled this gifted by the Holy Spirit to be a gift to the body of Christ. If you're a Christian, then the Holy Spirit is, Has given you a spiritual gift the Holy Spirit first of all drew you to Christ you would not be a Christian today had the Holy Spirit not opened your eyes to understand who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross it's the Holy Spirit that draws us to Christ and then brings us to salvation and it's the Holy Spirit that causes us to be born again So the Holy Spirit now is inside of us, and the Holy Spirit within us wants to gift us so that we can benefit the body of Christ. The body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? We're the body of Christ. All Christians everywhere on the planet are part of the body of Christ. Every Christian who has ever lived is part of the body of Christ. The Holy Spirit wants to gift us so that we can be a gift to the body of Christ now wouldn't you like to be a gift? Yeah, I mean that just sound of it <laughs> sounds good it It feels good to think that the Holy Spirit wants me to be a gift, a gift to other people, gifted by the Holy Spirit to be a gift to the body of christ i'm going to read some verses during this message from every place in the New Testament where it speaks of spiritual gifts. Okay, we're going to begin with 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul wrote, There are diversities of gifts, all different kinds, but the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There are differences of ministries. We understand that. We have a lot of different ministries here in our church. But the same Lord... And there are diversities of activities. But it is the same God who works all in all. And we know that. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But the manifestation of the Spirit... Now let me stop and and talk about that. The manifestation. You don't see the Holy Spirit. Jesus, when he talked to Nicodemus about being born again... He says the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't see the wind, but you can see what the wind does. That's how it is with the Holy Spirit. You don't see the Holy Spirit, but you can see what the Holy Spirit does. He manifests Himself through people. He gifts us, works through us, and people can see the Holy Spirit at work through us. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one, every believer. For the profit of all. I am gifted to be a blessing to you. You are gifted to be a blessing to me. In every other part of the body of Christ. For to one is given the work of wisdom. Through the spirit. To another the word of knowledge. Through the same spirit. To another faith. By the same spirit. To another gifts of healings. By the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So you may have a very different gift than I do. Or you may have several gifts. So we're gifted differently, but with the same idea in mind, to be a blessing to the family of God so we manifest the spiritual gifts given to us by the holy spirit you know it's interesting that it the the word you see it plural gifts of healings because healings are done by god in different ways i thank god he uses doctors and medical science in healings sometimes it's gradual sometimes it's quick but it's I notice it's healings. There are different ways that God gives us healings. Sometimes healings come to our body. Sometimes it's the inner person that needs to be healed. So healings by the same person. To another, the working of miracles, all kinds of miracles. To another, prophecy. Prophecy is not always about the future. Sometimes prophecy is simply God wanting to give a message right now. So it's us being used by the Holy Spirit to give people a message from God. Discerning of spirits. I I think that's an important gift because sometimes it's difficult when you feel that you're receiving a message. Sometimes it's difficult to realize is this message from God? Is this message from an evil spirit? Trying to deceive me. Is it just something in my head? You know. And sometimes it's difficult to know. But there is a spiritual gift of discerning of spirits. And I believe that you can ask God for spiritual gifts. Now you ask. But just like your father on earth. That doesn't mean he's going to give you just what you ask for. That doesn't mean you can't ask. And I think with discerning of spirits, it's especially an important thing to ask. If you're not sure whether it's the Holy Spirit or an evil spirit that has taken you astray or some thought that just came into mind, ask. Ask and you shall receive. Isn't that what the Bible says? But I think that's an important gift because we need to learn to discern The Holy Spirit speaking to you. You know, I've seen some great things in my life following Christ, but I'll tell you the greatest things I've ever seen is not when I asked the Lord for something, but when He asked me to do something and I was obedient. That's when I saw the greatest things in my life. But I had to discern that it was indeed the voice of the Spirit. And then, as the Scripture says, to have faith, that it was God speaking, and I should put into action what He told me to do. And then at the end of that verse, it it talks about another different kinds of tongues. Now, we know on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out in a great way, that those that were in the upper room began to speak in languages that they had never heard learned. And there were people from all over the known world that had come to Jerusalem for that feast. And they understood what those people in the upper room were saying. And they marveled at it because they don't know this language. How do they speak in a language that that they haven't learned, but we understand? It's the Holy Spirit and then finally it says to another the interpretation of tongues and in 1st uh, Corinthians chapter 14 if you want to study more about this I'm not going to get into lengthy discussion on this particularly um, but the the 1st uh, Corinthians chapter 14 says that you and I who are in a worship setting like now what we need to hear is a mer- a message in a language that we can understand and so If there is a message in a different language, the scripture says, well, then pray that you may interpret it or that somebody else that has the gift of interpretation could give the message. Because if you don't understand what's being said, it's in vain. It's useless. The Lord wants us to understand. So there are different spiritual gifts. You may have one gift. I may have another. You may have several gifts. But The Holy Spirit wants to gift all of us in ways that will be a blessing to all the members in the body of Christ. For in fact, the body is not one member but many. Now he's talking about the physical body that we have. He's going to use that as an illustration. The body is not one member but many. If the foot should say... Now, we know the foot can't speak, but, you know, if it should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Well, of course not. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Of course not. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? And now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. So God decides what gift, spiritual gift or gifts that best could be used by you to be a blessing. And so really it's set up for us to be a blessing spiritually to everyone else in the body of Christ through the gifts that are given to us by the Holy Spirit. We're not in competition And we certainly don't want to say that one gift is better than another. No, if they're all from God, they're all good. And we can all be a blessing to the family of God. Now, let's bring up the gifts in the book of Romans, chapter 12. Paul says, for as we have many members in one body, speaking of the physical body, but all the members do not have the same function, so... We, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. We're all part of the family of God. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Now, this is the important part for us. You have been gifted by the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you may not realize what that gift is. I'll talk about that in a few moments but when you've been given a gift you need to use it having then having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us let us use them if prophecy let us prophesy in proportion to our nose faith let me pause there for a moment You remember when Timothy was gifted by the Holy Spirit but His fear stopped him from using the gift. And the Apostle Paul said to him, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's the evil one that wants to give you fear so you will not be the blessing God intended you to be to other people. The Lord wants us to be people of faith. So we believe God. We believe that the Holy Spirit gifts us. And as we understand and learn how to use those gifts, we are a blessing to the family of Christ. But your fear will make you stop. Now, listen, I went through this. You know, I've been, I've been a Christian now for for a lot of years. but And I'm not going to tell you. Some, some of the best stories I have, I can't tell you why, because they're, they're about me. I embarrass myself enough. I'm not going to embarrass you all the time. I embarrass myself all the time. But, you know, I, when I go back to my early days of ministry, I, you know, they're not really funny. But, you know, after some years go by, they're funny. They're not funny at the time, you know. Sorry, but you won't get to laugh about it. But I, I made some big, big mistakes. And God knows that I didn't mean to, but I was learning. And we're all going to learn. And as you learn, you're going to make some mistakes. But the the Lord will, he'll clean it up. You know, he'll he will work it out. And he works all things together for good. Even the learning process, he, wor- he works for good. We, we've got to have faith that the Lord wants us to use spiritual gifts. And he will work it out. Out, Even the mistakes that we make. And hopefully as the days go by, we're mature, we will learn more, and we'll be able to use our spiritual gifts more. But let us use them. If we don't use them, they're useless. They're useless. And we're disobedient to our Lord. We're disobedient. However you are gifted, you need to use it. Prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Now, that is very broad. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching. In other words, you're going to use your spiritual gift according to how much faith you have. That you have faith in God. That He's going to direct you. He is going to anoint you. He is going to teach you. He is going to use you. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you today. If you're part of the family of God, you are going to be gifted by the Holy Spirit. Use your gift. Let it be a learning process, but use your gift. Here's Peter. He says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to One another. They're given for the sake of being a blessing to somebody else. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. They're not our gifts. They're they're not our gifts. They're the gifts of the Holy Spirit that I've been entrusted with. That you've been entrusted with. Can you see that? It's not your gift. You've been entrusted with it. You've been entrusted with it. You know, as a steward, a steward back in Bible days was someone who was entrusted with everything that the master had. Maybe he was going on a trip. He entrusted everything he had to his stewards. And he expected when he came home that the steward took good care of it. And doesn't the Bible say that we're stewards for Christ? What we have is not ours. They've been entrusted to us by the Lord, but you know we will be rewarded by using what God has entrusted to us. You remember the the parable that Jesus gave of the man who was going to a long far journey, and he entrusted to one steward five things, uh, to another three, to another one, each according to their ability, and they did not have equal ability, so they did not get. Equal money to work with. Got smart. He's a good businessman. But they were stewards. They were entrusted with it. And the five, the five, w- did what his master wanted him to do. And it was multiplied. The one with two talents, he did what the master wanted to do, and it was multiplied. But the one with only one talent, hid it. And his master says, why did you not use it? He said, I was afraid. I was afraid that I'd lose it. By the way, if you put it in the stock market, you might. But this is something that came from God. And God said to invest it. And you're not going to lose it. He's going to be with you to help you. Now, to me, the, the biggest thing that I appreciate by that parable is to the one with five talents he said well done good and faithful servant Enter into the joys of your Lord to the one with two talents he didn't get as much back because he didn't have as much to invest but because he did invest it and it did well he said the exact same thing well done good and faithful servant enter the joy of of my Lord, I talked with somebody one one time, and, uh, and and they were they were saying, you know, we were we were talking in our Bible study the other day about those who work for the Lord, how the Lord's going to reward you, and and you know, somebody said, wow, you know, what a reward Billy Graham is is going to get, and Pastor, what do you think about that? Uh, and here's what I said. I says, Billy Graham is not going to be rewarded any more than you and I are going to be rewarded if we are faithful to our calling. God doesn't expect us to be like Billy Graham. He expects you to be you. He expects me to be me, but to use the gifts that God has entrusted to us. And if you simply do that, you will hear the words one day, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of of your Lord but you have to use it you've got to use your gift the Lord is counting upon you to do it what is our motivation we're not in competition we're not trying to show people that hey I'm 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 more spiritual than you are look at the gifts that I got. No, we're not into that our motivation is love 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Pentecostal, listen now. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I've become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. In other words, I'm only making a bunch of noise. It's got to come from love. From love has to be our motivation. And though I have the gift of prophecy, that I can speak what God wants to, the nations to know, that I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mis- mysteries and all knowledge—that's a lot of alls. And though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, imagine that, but have not love, I am nothing. Nothing. Our motivation has to be love. We're not out to prove anything. We're not out to be in competition with anybody. We are here simply to love the Lord and love people. And therefore, we want to use the gifts that Christ entrusts to us. But speaking the truth in love. And we always want to speak the truth, but speak it in love. Grow up In all things, into him who is the head. Christ is the head of the body. We're the body. He's the head. Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share. You do your share. I need to do my share. All of us need to do our share. Here's what's going to happen. causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. The body is going to grow two ways. Spiritually and numerically. We're to grow numerically. Because we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every, every creature. So that they will become disciples of Jesus Christ. The body of Christ will grow numerically and will grow spiritually if we use our spiritual gifts. All right, say, Pastor, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. Here's what I suggest you do. Try different ministries. Try different ministries in our church. And see what kind of reaction you get. How you feel about it. Does fruit come from it? You know, many of our ministries are starting right now. They always need more help in Royal Rangers, guys. Girls' ministries always need more help. We need more help in the nurseries. Um, We can always use some more ushers, more creeders. Uh, Do I need to go on? Um, I mean, we we have all different kinds of ministries. We have all different areas that could use some more people to step into it. Now, you may volunteer for one ministry and, you know, try it at least for a little while. <laughs> but while you try for a little while, you may say, uh, I, I don't think this is it. All right, try another one. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to feel ashamed of that. And I'll tell you something else. As you continue on in your spiritual growth, you may get into a different ministry. You may feel the Holy Spirit. Now that that you're maturing, maybe he's taught you some things. Maybe he's given you another gift. Maybe it's time to move into that. Now, I know our our ministry leaders probably didn't want me to say something like that. But it's the truth. Do you think I was always a pastor? I wasn't always a pastor. And I probably told you this before. But, you know, Brother Wins, you all remember Brother Wins. I will never forget something that he said as he spoke to all the men At Zion Bible Institute, we were all, we were all, you know, studying for the ministry. And, you know, he says, he said, guys, let me tell you something. You think you're going to leave here and you are going to save the world. He says, well, let me tell you the first thing you need to do when you leave here. Go back to your home church and volunteer to clean the toilets. That's where you need to start. You need to start at the bottom. You need to learn to be a servant and just volunteer for everything. You can volunteer and just be a help and then let the Holy Spirit lead you from there. I think that's good advice. That's why I'm passing it on from him to me to you. And God knows I've tried to follow that advice. We are servants. Of the Lord and nothing is beneath us, but the Lord will call you to something else. He'll call you to different things. Obey him. I'm I'm telling you, when you get into your niche, you know that spot where, you know, this is it. This is where the Lord wants me to be. This is where the Lord, this is what the Lord wants me to do. I tell you what, you always feel good about it. You feel fulfilled. I am doing what the Lord wants me to do where he wants me to do it and why do I do it I'm simply doing it for the Lord and to be a blessing to others spiritual gifts try different ministries if you don't know what your gift is and welcome feedback now you better have a thick skin you know, one, one of the, my favorite expressions that I, I learned early in my years as a pastor, I don't remember who I heard it from, but I never forgot it, that if, <laughs> if you're going to be a pastor, you better develop a thick skin while keeping a tender heart. It's the second part that's really tough. But you've got to develop a thick skin while keeping a tender heart that's what you gotta do yeah you're gonna have your critics you're gonna have some people saying yeah I think you made a big mistake I don't think this is your gift well I mean uh, did the Lord call you as your gift being a judge to all the uh, members of the body of Christ I'm not so sure about that let the Lord be the judge of that but welcome feedback because somebody may just be right when they say you know I don't think this is your spiritual gift I think this is your spiritual gift well, maybe they're right about it. Maybe they're right. But what's going to happen when, when you finally do s- discover your spiritual gift and you get involved in it, you there will be people who are going to say, I believe you found your spiritual gift. Man, you're just blossoming in this. And that is just the truth. And many of you have found that. You've, you've, you've discovered your spiritual gifts. You're using your spiritual gifts. And you are just feeling so fulfilled because you see the fruit that is coming from obeying the Lord and using the gifts that God has given to you. Let's stand together. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. I'm going to ask our, our prayer team if you would come as well. If you would like prayer today. Why don't you come? They would be very happy to pray for you. You know, it may be having something to do with with the the sermon that I preached today. It may not have anything to do with you at all. If, If you just have needs in your life, please come. We would like to pray for you. And the Holy Spirit will flow through them. You know, to me, some of the greatest gifts in our church, that you won't find them on any of the lists that I read today, But some of the greatest ones are hospitality. And some of you have that gift of hospitality. Another one is intercession. And some of you have the gift of intercession. So whatever it is, use it for the Lord. You'll feel good about it.